who are the top 12 dynasty wide receivers. We're talking about that and more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryan MC 23. Joining me as always is former NFL scout, Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at Williamson NFL. Matt, how's it going today? Things are good. Things are real good. How about you? Yeah, things are good here as well. Midweek, we're, we're in that transition period, moving uh, towards week 11, ready for another big week of NFL action. Uh, Matt, last week here, we were talking about the top 12 dynasty quarterbacks and running backs based on new November dynasty ADP from dynastyleaguefootball.com. We always try to give that sneak peek to the DLF ADP. It's not a sneak peek any longer because it has now been posted. So if you are a DLF subscriber, go check that out. Uh, We're going to talk about the top 12 pass catchers today, both uh, top 12 wide receivers and the top 12 tight ends. So let's get right to it, Matt. I love it. Let's go. The wide receiver one and the wide receiver two, we'll knock them out here at the same time. They're also the top two overall players in our ADP, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, just as they have been for for months now. Um, I I don't think even with the uh, injury to Justin Jefferson, I don't think there was any concern that he would fall out of that wide receiver one spot or the 101 spot. Um, Even when there were some reports or, or, you know, possibilities that he would even miss the rest of the season. He was still being valued as the wide receiver one. And that is where he is now. And uh, same thing for Jamar Chase started out the season slowly. Didn't really impact his dynasty value. I didn't see, I didn't see a a buy low opportunity for either of those guys uh, over the past few weeks. It looks like Jefferson will be back on the field, hopefully as early as, uh, this coming week. So uh, good news for Jefferson and Chase, both at the top two spots. Yeah. I mean, I'm not the slightest bit worried because they're both tremendous players, but that back thing that Chase is dealing with, I think is a sh- small short-term concern. And yeah. I also, yeah, I also think Jefferson, I, we talked about Josh Dobbs a little yesterday. Like, I don't know that he's the ideal quarterback and we don't know who the Vikings quarterback is going to be next year, but these are small potatoes, you know. Well, it's been a few weeks ago, and maybe it was uh, maybe it was when Jefferson first suffered that injury, or you know, it might have even been our October ADP uh, review that we mentioned. We suggested basically the thing the thing that's keeping these guys at the top two lines is there's really not anybody challenging them. Well, we yeah, that's maybe we sp- now, yeah. maybe we spoke that into existence because <laughs> we've got a couple of guys certainly challenge, if not challenging Jefferson and Chase, at least 
um, at least potentially joining them in that top tier. And of course, we're talking about the wide receiver three, AJ Brown, the wide receiver four, CD Lamb. Both of those guys, especially Lamb, on just a crazy, crazy tear over the past few weeks. I think Lamb, I believe the stat was he now has 10 plus catches and 150 plus yards in three straight games. First player to ever do that in NFL history. Uh, AJ Brown has a, uh, or I should say had, I believe that streak got, got stopped, but he had a uh, six game, seven game streak of 125 plus yards. Again, super impressive and, and very, um, or both of these guys have been very productive this season. Um, are you putting either of these, A.J. Brown or C.D. Lamb, into that top tier with Jefferson and Chase right now? No, but they stand alone in their own tier to me. I mean, they're phenomenal. They're on fire, as you said. People might think Lamb is hotter than Brown. I don't know who is at the moment, but you mentioned, I mean, Brown had that crazy streak. Then it got broke. Then they were on a bye. So it wasn't like he exactly his cool all of a sudden. He just had one game right. in the last two weeks where he didn't have 125 yards. So these two are on fire. They are good situations. They're in good offenses. I think they're firmly three and four. And then you start talking about who's five. Yeah, I think Brown sometimes, and, and I've uh, I've been guilty of this myself, uh, gets knocked a little bit because he's a couple of years older than a lot of the mm-hmm. other wide receivers in this top tier, including Jefferson and Chase, including uh, some of the other names that we'll mention here coming up. Um, but he's still young, right? I mean, still, I believe, 26 years old. So this is not not a guy that we're worried about or we're we're trying to sell uh, before he, you know, before he gets too old or, or anything like that. These are still all very young players that are uh, going to be around for uh, for years to come, honestly. So A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, two awesome dynasty assets. And um, like I said, I've been guilty of it myself. I had to move both of these guys back up my rankings recently and, and kind of, uh, uh, you know, almost apologize for for doubting them uh, at points earlier this year. Yeah, I'm high on both. I mean, I, I think the conversation starts to get interesting now. I mean, those are the top I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, and this is this is something we've talked about uh, and, and many have talked about, uh, just the way to value the younger receivers versus the productive veteran wide receivers. And there were, there were four guys that have been in that group as uh, around that 30-year-old uh, mark. And we're talking, of course, Tyree Kill, Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, and Cooper Cup. Adams and Cup have both fallen off a little bit, at least mm-hmm. in value. Of course, Cup's been injured uh, to start the season. Devontae Adams has had some struggles. Hopefully he starts to bounce back soon. But Tyree Kill and Stefan Diggs have, have not struggled for the most part this year. Tyreek certainly has not. And he is the wide receiver five. And again, it's just the question of how do, how do we value those guys versus younger wide receivers that might not be as productive? So are you willing to move off of Tyreek Hill to take a guy like Chris Olave, to take a guy like Devontae Smith, who have had, honestly, their share of disappointing games this season. I want to throw one thing out there, because I think if you're a contender and looking to buy a veteran, Cup and Adams are 
great quote by low targets. They're not going to you know, get them for a second round pick or anything like that. But I think the second half of their season could be monstrous for both those guys. Totally agree. Um, what's interesting to me is some of these young guys stock is down, you know, mm-hmm. th- that have been higher. You know, if they were a stock next to their ranking, their stock has gone down a little Garrett Wilson, Waddle, Alave, who you mentioned, Devonte Smith season. Ha- they have not taken a step forward. Fantasy wise, you can blame Aaron Rodgers. You can blame some injuries. You know, the Saints situation's weird. But I still think I really want to invest in that crew. <laughs> I just think they're all really good football players. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, and we'll list the order here of, of yeah. several of those guys coming up. I, I'm not giving up on any of those players, despite, no. uh, you know, some up and down seasons. And, you know, you could even say some disappointing uh, first half of the seasons for some of those guys. Uh, is it as simple as if you've got that strong title contender you're just keeping Tyree kill and rolling with it. Or even in that situation, are you willing to pivot off of him for one of these others? It'd be hard to give up right now. If I'm trying to, uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I he's a I force of nature. Yeah. I mean, in fact, Tyree kill week to week, yeah, how much there's any receiver I'd rather start. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just Tyree kill is a wide receiver yeah. five. Wide receiver six, we'll, we'll sneak one more in there and finish off the top half of the wide receiver one group. It's Amon Ross St. Brown, of course, another young guy, just 24 years old, same age as C.D. Lamb. And, I mean, just just consistent, safe, productive, um, and, and, and again, young. Like, they're, yeah, we love the offense. It's hard to find any holes in his game. I, I mean, maybe that – comes at the um you know maybe that comes in the form of limited upside compared to some of these other guys i mean we've we've seen aj brown and lamb and and uh, these guys put up multiple touchdowns and uh 150 180 yards i'm on Ra's probably not doing that but he's gonna see a dozen targets every week and especially if you're in a ppr league that is so so valuable so real quick on St. Brown, if it was a, a startup draft, I would take him over Hill. He would be my fifth yep. guy here. Um, it's a different conversation how you laid that before. If you're a contender, I don't know if I'm trading Hill for anybody. You know, just I just want to win. Um, but I found it interesting, and I agree with everything you said about St. Brown. But when they played the Chargers this past week, and him and Keenan Allen were either you know going up against one another, I'm like, right. That's going to be his career. Like if I get Keenan Allen in his second or third year and start him 15 times a year for the next 10 years, you're pretty happy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Amon Ra remains really my favorite wide receiver in the game. Um, he's, he's a little bit cheaper and in some cases quite a bit cheaper than uh, the names that we've already mentioned. I would, he's, he's the one that I just want on, on every roster I have yeah. uh, doesn't have the same upside as, as some of the others, but again, so, so safe and reliable. And I still think even at wide receiver six, a little undervalued. Maybe. Yeah. He'd be my clear five. Those are the top six dynasty wide receivers. We will continue the list and continue the conversation right after this. 
So these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. I wish I had such a, a, a process for when I was in the scouting world. I mean, this would have been a great thing. So that's why you check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. So simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rank LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires and leading versus leading competitors. It's the only way to go, really. So LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. That's the key. We don't always have time for you know such things. So you want to be faster and more efficient. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Folks, I also want you to score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So think about that for a minute. If you would have bet on the Cowboys' money line against an awful Giants team, all you needed was the Cowboys to win, your 5 bucks turns into 150 I mean, that's hard to pass up. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is extremely easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, you know, over-unders, player props, spreads, you know, money lines, of course, as we just talked about. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Matt, let's keep the wide receiver conversation going. Again, we're looking at the top 12 dynasty wide receivers based on the November ADP from DynastyLeagueFootball.com. We update that every single month. Uh, Wide receiver one, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Tyreek Hill, and Amon Ra St. Brown. Those are the top six so far. Wide receiver seven, Garrett Wilson. And again, we we threw out some of these names earlier, the younger wide receivers that have been up and down, inconsistent, Mm -hmm. disappointing this season. Garrett Wilson is a guy who was being drafted even as a first rounder in those in some redraft leagues. And of course, the expectations were very different uh, when we thought Aaron Rodgers would be throwing him the the ball versus uh, Zach Wilson. So we understand the reason for the uh, the disappointing production, but it it still kind of feels like a wasted year for Garrett Wilson. Yeah, it does. I will say the Jets are pretty darn good at getting the ball his direction. It's just the guy that has to do it, and the protection is a problem. Um, I'm still a fan uh, with, with wide receivers like these, these young guys, I'm just betting on yeah. pure talent. And uh, there's a couple on this list that have lots of it. 
Yeah, Garrett Wilson, uh, again, young, just 23 years old. Uh, we're not worried about him long-term. Wide receiver eight, Jalen Waddell, uh, a little little banged up this year, dealt with yeah. a couple of minor injuries. And, again, we talked about Tyreek Hill. Uh, the the gap in production has, has widened this year. You really looked at those guys as 1A and 1B last season. I don't know if that's the case anymore. It's clearly Tyreek Hill's show right now in Miami. Yeah, sort of like the Eagles and a couple of these teams where there was two big dogs. The bigger dog is eating this year more than the, the you know the Batman Robin situation. So again, yeah. not super worried about him. Wide receiver nine, back to the the old guys, quote unquote. Uh, Stefan Diggs, twenty nine years old, is the wide receiver nine. And I want to ask you kind of the same question: Where do you value him uh, compared to some of these young guys we're looking at here? Is so this, is it's about right. About right. Um, Chris Olave is next on the list, and I would go Wilson, Waddle, Olave, probably in that order before I would even consider Diggs. Mm-hmm. And then Diggs, I, I agree. Diggs versus Devonta Smith is where I start to have a hard conversation with myself. Okay. Stefan Diggs, the wide receiver nine. Uh, you mentioned Chris Olave comes in at 10. Uh, a, a, another one of these young players, not, not quite living up to expectations. He doesn't have the same uh, excuse or the same reason as Garrett Wilson. He doesn't have the same reason even as Jalen Waddle. The, the expectations were very high for Chris Olave and, He's been okay, but he hasn't mm-hmm. he hasn't had that real breakthrough year like many expected, including myself. I, I think I had him as high as wide receiver four in my rankings at one point. And I've had to I've had to kind of go back on that a little bit. I, I still like the player, but I am starting to question if he can be one of those elite guys or if he's more in the T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk value range. Okay. I, I'm you're still there on him? I think so. I'm, I'm a little torn, yeah. but yeah, I think so. I don't know if we want to get into this conversation right now because the wide receiver 11 is Jordan Addison. We know how you feel know, about I him. I love him. Yeah, he might be your rookie wide receiver 11 for all we know. <laughs> but according to DLF ADP, he's the wide receiver 11. Devontae Smith, wide receiver 12. Matt, I already know you're taking Jordan Addison off this list. So uh, yes. if if you're removing Addison... Who are you adding into the top 12, the wide receiver one range? Some other names that didn't crack wide receiver one group. We've got some veterans like DK Metcalf. Of course, Cooper Cup, we already mentioned. Uh, Puka Nakua, Ayuk, Higgins, Drake London, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Who's going to take Addison's spot for you? Yeah, those are good names. Um, It would come down to Metcalf versus Ayuk. And I would pick Ayuk. I adore Ayuk. I mean, uh, he might be, he'd probably be 12, but Ayuk versus Devontae Smith and Diggs is in the same neighborhood for me. DK Metcalf has zero wide receiver one games this season. Jordan Addison also has zero, by the way, which I was uh, surprised to see. Actually, Addison, no, Addison has one. Metcalf, zero. Uh, Frustrating year for DK. Matt, when we come back, we will continue talking ADP. We'll look at the top 12 tight ends, and we've had some shakeup there as well.
Folks, I've told you about prize picks often, and I've been doing really well with it. I enjoy it quite a bit. I, I love that you don't have to battle. It's just you versus a number. You know, you don't have to battle a bunch of sharks or a pool of thousands of people and hope you come out on top. And what's pretty cool is if you happen to be in the NBA, I mean, with basketball season here, you can pick combo projections across basketball and football from a, the specials league, you know, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. You know, for example, LeBron James plus Travis Kelsey at a 10.5 combo of three pointers made plus receptions, you know, so one guy gets hurt or has a problem. The other one might blow up and you still might win, you know, things like that. So pretty cool. Um, Prize Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay play even if one of those players do get injured. For football or basketball games, if you have a player who exits a game in the first half and does not return for the second, that player is rebooted. Prize Picks is the only daily sports, sports platform with an insurance policy for injury. Pretty cool. Prize Picks is super easy to play. I can make my picks and submit, you know, submit it in. 60 seconds or less easily quick withdrawals. That's really important to me as well. Easy gameplay, enormous selection of players and stat types. I mean, it's why it's the number one daily sports app out there. So um, they also have Apple pay for quick and easy deposits. That makes things a lot easier as well. So go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to a hundred bucks. I and mean, that's three bucks, you know, a free, free $100 right there. So, again, go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL. Use code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Matt, let's roll through these top 12 tight ends. And I mentioned a shakeup. It starts mm. at the top. Sam Laporta is the dynasty tight end one. One. I saw a lot of – the one he's at the top line. I saw a lot of talk about this uh, a couple weeks ago when Laporta was really, uh, really red hot Had kind of a couple quieter games over the past couple weeks, but um, two to three weeks ago, I, I kind of felt the push for Laporta to be considered the dynasty tight end one. And uh, when we completed that, that ADP, that's where he sat. Do you have a problem with it? Hmm. Seems premature, but I don't know who else has a tremendous case. I'm starting to really, this is the wrong way of saying it. I was about to say I'm really souring on Kelsey. I just think that's way too harsh, Williamson. This guy's great. I'm sure he'll light up the second half of the season, but seems like he has other interests. (laughs) You're one of those, huh? You're one of those. (laughs) <laughs> is he going to put his body in harm's way year after year going forward for my fantasy team? I don't know that I would if I were in his shoes, especially win the mm. Super Bowl this year and ride off into the sunset with a new friend or, you know, his brother. Or I, I just don't know how much longer we're going to see the great Travis Kelsey. Well, he's 34 years old. I, right, I mean, right. I do, I do think as, I mean, he's had some monster games this season, but he's also had uh, some, some, very disappointing games, honestly, very quiet games. And uh, I feel like we're starting to see signs of, uh, you know, wear and tear, aging, uh, whatever, whatever you want to attribute it to. It feels like big picture overall, he's slowing down a little. So I don't have a problem with valuing some of these other guys ahead of him. If you want to have Mark Andrews as your tight end one instead, 
Uh, I'm Kelsey might that, be number five for me. I, I could see that. We we He's Kelsey does four. sit at the yeah. yeah he he sits at the tight end two spot right now and it's the same conversation we've had with these wide receivers specifically Tyree Kill same conversation we had with uh, last week with Christian McCaffrey versus all those young running backs how do you value the old guy who's super super productive versus the younger guys who are clearly on the way up and I mean that's one of the biggest conundrums in in dynasty every mm-hmm. single year um we're, we're getting some really strong examples of it uh this season and dynasty managers have to make some decisions i mean i can't i don't think you could trade kelsey for laporta right now uh, if you could mm-hmm. i would you know if i could in my leagues i would do that i would trade him for andrews yep. or hawkinson yep and i would strongly consider trading him for dalton kincaid and uh, those are yeah. Those are our top five tight ends right now. Laporta, Kelsey, Andrews, Hawkinson, Kincaid has climbed into that five spot. Uh, and then it gets a little rocky. You could throw the rest of these guys in in uh, a lot of different orders. Kyle Pitts is currently the wide receiver six. A couple of veterans coming up next, Kittle and Goddard. And then this is maybe the most interesting guy on the list right now. Tight end nine is Trey McBride. We collected this data, or at least we started collecting the data two weeks ago. Um, we've seen two big games now for McBride the past two weeks, and obviously we got Kyler Murray back on the field. If we were re-ranking these right now or recollecting this ADP, or you can even think about December ADP, Matt, where do you expect Trey McBride to fall on this list? I think this is right. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, he was the first tight end drafted, second rounder. I think that Cardinals offense is actually quite good and probably will end up rolling with Kyler Murray going forward. So you don't, don't think he's too low here? I think he's too low. That's what I was to say. McBride versus Pitts for me is interesting. Um, I feel like we're being a little rough on Goddard because he's injured and out of sight, but he's still really good. He is still really good, but he's he's also the had production's some... not great. Yeah, I mean, again, as we said with. Devontae Smith, uh, A.J. Brown has, has clearly taken over that team. I, I, I'm putting McBride above Goddard, above Kittle, and, and I, I think I'm ready to put him above Kyle Pitts as well. I say Pitts at six is just kind of sitting out like a sore thumb. Like I would much rather pay tight end nine price for McBride than tight end six price for Pitts. You know, like if it was a startup, a, you know, right. pivot, or if it's startup, you could wait a round later or something. That would be the ideal move for me. I can't imagine paying tight end six prices right now for Kyle Pitts. We've got a big drop off here. Yeah, I know. I know. Patience still. Yeah. Uh, We've got a big drop off after McBride. Uh, Luke Musgrave is the tight end 10. Michael Mayer is the tight end 11. Another one of your favorites. And uh, (laughs) Evan Ingram. Yeah. Uh, Evan Ingram, veteran tight end, is at 12. So we get a. we get a total of four rookies inside our top 12. And I think that's right. Musgrave and Mayer. Um, some of these other names that did not crack the tight end one range, Komet, Jake Ferguson, Fryermuth has fallen off. Darren Waller, big time falling off. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I, I think this might be the right 12. I think these are the 12 guys that mm-hmm. I value as the top 12 tight ends right now. Yeah, I, I kind of like the Joku too, but I'm having some recency bias because Steelers are playing the Browns and they've been feeding him lately. 
Um, one little nugget I just want to throw out there and kind of shows my age, but I remember many years ago when I worked for ESPN, we'd had the fantasy summit and there were 11 yeah, of us. It was like that. Matthew, Matthew Barry and those guys. And 11 of us got votes as to what the final ranks were going to be. And I remember this so vividly, there was this huge fight in the room about rookie tight end, Eric Ebron. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's how long yes. ago it was, you know, and he was a well. super high pick, you know, we should have him really high. And eventually the old that was, folks. That was 2014, won. right? I think, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, eventually it won out that, nope, rookie tight ends don't produce. I think it's now, I don't believe in that at all anymore. You know, we're talking about Laporta and Kincaid and McBride in his second year, Musgrave, Mayer. I think rookie tight ends produce now. Yeah, it's it's certainly one of the things that we've seen change over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that honestly, that used to be kind of the narrative with wide receivers as well. I mean, if you've played yeah, yeah. if you've played fantasy as, as as long as us two third old guys have, then, then yeah, exactly. You wait for the you wait for the third year for those wide receivers to really turn it on, and um, you know now we're ready to give up on Quentin Johnston eight or nine weeks in. Uh, <laughs> Good point. But it's because the NFL has changed and yeah. uh, we're, we're seeing that change at the tight end position as well. So those those rookie tight ends have to start producing immediately or uh, we start doubting them. I mean, even Mayer, who was slow to kind of get started this season, uh, was we saw him losing value before uh, recent uh, little surge in production. And, and now he's back to where he was being valued preseason. Yeah, I don't think anybody cares if Dalton Kincaid can block a defensive end anymore. Yeah, really. Just go get over. That's going to do place. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan, MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.